0: Alright guys, uh it's December twenty third. We haven't really slated this as a Christmas episode, but I guess it would be I think we should mention that uh it's it's the day before Christmas Eve. And I don't know if that day has a day. Does it have a day? I don't know that, that it has a, a, a name day. for that. The day before like All Saints Day or Well, it falls I on a Friday I'm... this year, so I would assume it it
1: will involve a lot of drinking for people. I imagine so. A lot
0: of people decided like This is probably like maybe their last day before the holidays, but it'll just turn into a do nothing Mm -hmm. kind of day and drink Mm
2: -hmm. maybe. I mean, it could be a perfect Christmas party kind of day as
0: well, right? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, Is it? Or is it a day where you have this Christmas party like, fuck, I just want to get (laughs) out of here. I don't want to be at this Christmas party. You mean like a work Christmas party? I hate
2: Christmas parties, but yeah, I mean work Christmas parties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I see that as being like, a just let me do nothing all day, even though you're paying me. Uh Don't make me go to a party where I got to sit around and talk (laughs) to all you guys when I just want to go home and get get my own holiday season started. Yeah,
1: it was a time suck day for me. There were a lot of people wasting my time with nonsense that really didn't require looping back or checking in on before the holiday break. I think it was just people feeling like they needed to get through a checklist of their own. So they felt comfortable. But uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. You had your 23rd already. So you had whatever today was for you it's already happened work-wise. That's
2: right, yeah. I didn't do anything today. I was off. I was off this whole week. Oh right. I, um, ah. I was snowboarding up in uh, Fukushima. Nice. It was fantastic. Great. Um, yeah.
0: Had a good um good powder day uh on um Monday. The now Fukushima, obviously everybody knows that name with the um, the ominous nuclear disaster area. Mm. Is that up as far as Sapporo, or is that south of Sapporo? Uh, Sapporo or? is um, is way up north. That's that's Hokkaido, the
2: um, the northernmost island of Japan. And Fukushima is like, right. um, uh, it's basically an hour and a half, hour and a half, two hours north of Tokyo. So it's not too
0: far. I should know that. I lived there for four you years. Should, Connor, yeah, almost. You should. I should yeah. know my geography better. Mm-hmm. But Justin always impressed me with how he knew all the prefectures and where they were, how to pronounce them. <laughs> yes, you're nodding no, but you do. You know we are prefectures probably as much as the average Japanese person.
2: Yeah. Um but anyway, Fukushima, yeah, the the name might um might be associated with uh, the nuclear disaster, but um I am pretty sure that uh, the snow was not radioactive.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone would be thinking, right? Like oh, it must be da- Is it dangerous still up there? Like do you want to be there? And I guess the answer is like, is it like a Chernobyl where they shut the whole the whole place has been shut down since the disaster? I think, right? You can go, you can still go as a tourist, Chernobyl, though. Chernobyl, and view the abandoned building. Yeah, or? yeah,
2: I'd I'd love to go there sometime, maybe um, after after this whole um, Ukraine war thing.
0: Yeah, you might want to avoid the area f- for now for other reasons. Right now, yeah. yeah. So December twenty third is. Um, I believe they consider the twenty third the busiest shopping day for last minuteers. It's not the twenty fourth, which some people might think, but it's actually the twenty third is is the busiest shopping day. And I don't know for sure if it is, but I believe it is. So I wanted to just add, like I find gift giving, particularly for people who are close to me, i.e., my wife, um, the the one of the greatest sources of angst. Do you guys? get frustrated or do you care? Like how's what gift giving like for you guys? Like, is it, is it easy for you or do you, do you enjoy it or dislike it? Uh, Personally, I enjoy
1: it. I mean, I think that if you're giving a gift, that's supposed to have some kind of meeting, sentimental value, uh, you know, the person well, and you can kind of tap into that when you're looking around at things and the inspiration, just hits you. I think when you overthink it and you kind of get caught up in the traps of Western style advertisements that are very much kind of putting you in this position of, of, of Mm -hmm. angst or of, of concern, was he or she paying attention this year, you know, to the cues, you know, all that yeah. nonsense. That's very, yeah. it's very kind of like Hallmark holiday esque in a way. It's like, it's making you feel something that you really shouldn't be feeling during a joyous time. Right. You know, this is you're expressing some kind of connection with the person you're not expressing love through a, through a gift. You're expressing, you know, a connection more than anything. And i I've, i really enjoy those things. I go to different, you know, kind of holiday bazaars and, and, arts and crafts type places. And I try to find things that are handmade and things that, you know, my kids or, or other people in my life will find value in beyond, you know, just a, a day or two from now that maybe 10, 15 or 30 years from now, they'll look back on something like this as some kind of value that they find to it at to their connection to, 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 me or to to the family or to other people so yeah from that standpoint i don't really think of it like a pressurized situation it's just more like okay i could tap into something here my connection with this individual and kind of enjoy it
0: well we know you're the guy that uh yeah so that's clear how you are with gift giving you seem to enjoy it and for me i my thing is is i I love seeing something just randomly and going, oh, my God, the perfect gift. (laughs) But when that doesn't happen, then that's where my angst levels Mm. go up. But I've only can count maybe like on one hand how many times I've seen something like that where it's like, oh, that's the perfect thing to get for that person. There's a linkage to it in some way that's an inside joke to each other where I found it and like I buy it. And it's cool and it's fun, and we all have a laugh. Salim, uh, what about you? Like, is, is, and whether it's birthdays and or 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 whatever the, the occasion is, is this something that gets you excited or do you get some angst or how does it go for you? I'm,
2: I typically try to be a, um, a neutral person, um, sort of balanced as, as best as possible in, in all things. But when it comes to holidays, birthdays, whatever. I just don't care. Like I, I, I do not care about birthdays. I don't care about. I don't care about my own birthday. For you? Oh yeah, I don't care about okay. holidays. Christmas means nothing to me, um, and I don't like giving gifts. I don't care about receiving gifts. I don't. I do not give gifts at all. And I, if someone gives me a gift, then great, thank you. If it's something that I want, if it's if it's not something that I I want, then I will say thank you, but. It'll end up in my closet somewhere, and you know, maybe this this comes off as I don't know rude or whatever. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just um, it's who I am, and uh, I mean, I, I was really I, I grew up not really receiving any gifts or anything uh, from from my family, so it really sort of growing up, it didn't really mean anything to Is me. Is that
0: a tie-in? Do you think? Is that why it's that way you think yeah, is that I, why I, you are I think so take that approach or I think
2: so in a sense maybe uh, but yeah so it just it really doesn't really make um doesn't doesn't really matter to me but I do agree um with your point Clark around if there is something that I find that I would think is is perfect for someone as a joke for instance or just because it just mm-hmm. it, it it suits that person so much. Then I'll buy it for not for an occasion, but just because it's something that would be really cool to give someone, right? Because it's those are the best. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm totally um, for, but giving someone something because there is a, you know, a, a, a prescribed occasion, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't really care much for that. Mm-hmm.
0: And and what about your wife? Like, does she, what does she think about birthdays? Like her birthday, does she expect a gift? Does she expect a gift that had creativity and thought behind it? Like, how does she feel? Clark, that pretty crazy. Well, no,
1: I got to jump in here. Clark, <laughs> Salim's a genius. He doesn't have to buy any anniversary gifts.
0: I mean, come on.
1: That's he it. He's set. There's no five, well, 10, that, yeah, that's 20 it. year.
0: Ex- so it's just out there exactly i i'm not a gift giver and that's how it's gonna it's how it is from the
2: from the and very notes. beginning from the very beginning i was like i don't I don't give gifts i don't need i don't need a gift from you and um and yeah well, let's you know say, say, save your money right you
0: are the gift and i am the
1: gift <laughs> i love that i love that I'm that's
0: it that's it taking notes yeah all right. Uh, I just – I don't want to dwell on the World Cup because I feel when, when people listen to these episodes that they say, oh, World Cup, they're going to talk about the World Cup. The World Cup is over. Like, don't – please don't make us listen to a whole recap on the World Cup. I do want to just ask one quick question. The la- Did you guys watch the Argentina game and, like, the final? And I heard on the radio the other day they did a little segment saying – this guy was claiming this was the greatest sporting event of all time that it, it trumped every other sporting event. It, it was the best, the greatest, it was the goat of sporting events. And do you guys agree with that statement? No,
1: <laughs> no, it, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, I think that the, the first, 20 to 30 minutes that France was out there, they were very disjointed. They just, dis, they didn't seem like they were playing in the same game that Argentina was playing in. And then they kind of woke up. Um, and then the game kind of went back and forth and it had really great, uh, late second half extra time. And, and the PKs were pretty good too. Um, but that being said, uh, I would say Argentina, congratulations, but also be thankful that, uh, uh some key players like, uh, uh, Benzema and Pogba were injured and <laughs> not in the World Cup this year. Um, I think it would have been a slightly different story if France was running at uh, close to full speed. So it was a great match. It, it,
0: so you clearly watched it. You watched my it. My, I, my
1: eldest actually asked to stay up, and uh, we we were watching episodes of Andor, and then at midnight local time we watched the World Cup until he fell asleep about a bit past halftime,
0: and I stayed up watching it. Okay. And you watched it, Salim, or was that too late for you? Uh, No, past my (laughs) bedtime. I I think the whole greatest sporting event of all time is a really tough one, especially if you're not, I mean, that's different. That means different things to different people. Like I can say the the Batista bat flip game, game five of the, the, that to me was possibly one of the greatest sporting events. I've certainly personally witnessed, Um, you know, And Edwin Encarnacion hitting the wildcard game-winning home run. Wow. Um, Joe Carter's game six home run to win the World Series. Like, you know, uh, I think part of it depends on the sport for that individual. Like, if you're going to look at it personally, soccer is a sport I very don't really watch. So if I just, you know, measure it, it was a fantastic game absolutely i even said to my wife we were casually like we're not soccer people at all but i said this is amazing i think this is the best soccer game i've ever seen but i would not declare this the best sporting event of all time all right so we have something we were bouncing around that uh about borrowing money from people and um i i got to thinking about this uh when I was traveling a couple of weeks ago and when I travel, that's when weird ideas sort of enter into my mind and it got me thinking about a, a my dad talking about uh, a guy we he used to work with that uh, was a little bit younger than my dad and then I ended up working with this guy so I knew him he was a guy we mutually knew and when time I bring this guy's name up to my dad, he he. For, he told me while well, I was traveling in Montreal with him, and he borrowed a hundred dollars from me because of some reason he didn't have it. We were traveling. Maybe this was back in the days where credit cards. I don't even know how things work. It's like the late sixties, probably. He for whatever reason borrowed a hundred dollars off my dad, and my dad made the point of saying, and he never gave it back. He never paid it back. <laughs> so it's come to the point where whenever I mention this guy's name, he'll he will. This is exactly how it'll go. I'll go, oh yeah, I saw uh, George Smith, uh, or I haven't seen George Smith in a while, and I heard he's retired now, and my dad will, he'll say, oh yeah, did did you ask him if he's got my $100? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what he'll say anytime I mention this guy's name. Oh yeah, he borrowed $100 off me once, never got it back. So I got to thinking, like, well, did you ever ask him about it, dad? Like, did you say, hey, like... George, you still owe me a hundred bucks. Remember the trip to Montreal a week ago, uh, a month ago, forty five years, years ago. ago, forty <laughs> years ago? Like, like. So I was thinking, when you when someone borrows money from you, do you remind them that they owe it, or do you just rely on them to to remember to pay you back? Yeah, that's that's
2: a difficult one. Um, I'll I I, I do. I guess it does depend right It depends on the person depends on sort of the circumstance um when I was in college uh my friends used to call me uh my, my last name Horie uh they used to call me um Ginko, which is which means which means bank uh because i used to i used to lend people money I used to be quite responsible with money uh i, I guess i still am. yeah uh and would lend people money and uh but Could i would always make sure to pardon i Do you have a ledger <laughs> i had a memo on my phone uh and <laughs> but i would i would remind people like uh a week passes i'd be like hey where's that money and uh you know ah. and, every, and every once in a while i'd thrown it i'd throw in, a, in a joke right
0: Threat or two or...
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah threat or two is like you know I, I know i know where you live by the way uh and uh i'll be uh I won't be afraid to break your legs if yeah. I need to. <laughs>
1: yeah, those are nice kneecaps. You want to keep them?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
0: and, and what sort of sums would these be? Like, like five bucks, ten bucks, kind of thing, or were we getting into like you know the hundreds of and, and the thousands here? Um,
2: on a few on a few occasions, a couple of hundreds, but never more than that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And and what would they borrow the money for? Or oh, did all, you get into that? Oh, all sorts. Was of things. Was that part of the lending? reasoning like, oh yeah you know, i mean what uh, yeah, do money for
2: it, w- it would be part of it i mean some friends um you know want to buy a christmas gift for my girlfriend it's like oh fuck <laughs> <me.">
0: <laughs> christmas <Back to> gift giving <laughs> imagine the angst this person had not only to figure out what kind of gift but they actually didn't have the money to buy know, it right? it's like you better pay me for, pay me back for this
2: yeah that's double interest uh, for yeah. that right yeah double interest for that right exactly i never charge people interest that maybe i should have in retrospect
1: Don't worry. The statute
2: of
0: limitations is out by now. I'm sure. (laughs) So you lent money, and you you like. What about now? That was back in when was that? High school or college? College, college. Yeah. So so you lent it years ago. You were comfortable lending it, but and you were also comfortable asking for it and reminding people. Yeah, but I
2: think there there is only just one occasion. Mm. Um, where I, I I could just not I I lent a person a really good friend of mine from from school, uh, like from the first grade. This guy I've known forever, and uh, he was getting married. He's in Egypt, and he was getting married, uh, and I was going to his wedding. And before his wedding, he was like, salim like I really need some cash to like I, I've I spent so much money on this wedding, and I need to pay my tailor for this for the suit." I'm like, how much do you need? He's like, I need like, um, it was like four or 500 bucks. Mm. I'm like, all right. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can lend you the money. Uh, and it's, it's for your wedding. Right. And, and this this guy is like my friend, my friend, I want him to have a great wedding. I want him to be able to wear a suit at his wedding. Um, and so I, I lent him the money and honestly, I could not ask him for the money back.
0: At, at, no, because it was stay. like i really yeah. like a charitable sort of thing or did you also yeah, I, get him I a guess... wedding gift
2: no no i didn't yeah i didn't get him anything like me traveling
0: all the way you from were japan, invited to uh, the wedding too yeah, right i was
2: inviting. To, i was invited to the wedding i went from i traveled from japan to egypt to attend his wedding so you know gift enough i suppose my my presence mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah you know th- there's the additional 500 bucks and uh yeah i i could i you no, know, that was like four years ago. That's quite an additional gift. You gave so it's it. not that far. Pardon?
0: Are they still married? Oh yeah, they're still married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy, happy marriage. I guess. Justin, are you? Uh, what's your take on loaning money to, to friends, family? Is it, uh, is it something you do? Does people people ask you for money? There, there was a time
1: where people would ask me for money. I learned pretty early from my grandfather. He had a fabric shop in the Bronx for 30, 40 years. And I know he had his run-ins with being cash wrapped and having to ask less than reputable people to borrow money from, Uh, let's say um, money sharks, uh, loan sharks Mm. uh, basically Mm -hmm. uh, with very high interest rates uh, predatory basically the original predatory loans and whether it be because of his own experience with that or lending out money to his friends, because he always liked to be the gregarious one who always kept the people around him happy in some way. Uh, He passed along some wisdom early on, which was basically any money you are lending out, just consider it money you'll never have coming back. So if you are willing to lend it, just, Consider the fact that you may never get it back regardless of what you may think of the person who you're lending mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. words of wisdom and and I saw that in some of you know my family members that had their their issues, their challenges and would ask for money you know once I was of working age um, I, I would get requests not only from friends but from relatives from time to time for for help with certain things, and it came across more as a handout than help um, so I, I I learned how to kind of navigate that. Pretty quickly, but that's not to say that there weren't times where a request would come in from a friend or a relative, and I would just rally people and I would say, okay, these are this is our circle. Um, what can we do to help this person out and just give it to them because we know that this person is not going to pay it back. They do need this, you know, they're starting over or they have this serious thing that they're going through. So I kind of started to reposition the discussion from borrowing the money because I know it's not going to come back to being, okay, you know, we value this person in our lives. Is there something that we can all do to come together? And some people did, some people didn't. But, you know, in those cases, Mm. we just gave willingly and didn't really think too much of it. But from a borrowing money standpoint, do I... um, really anymore um i think i think most of the people in my life know better than to ask (laughs) at this (laughs) point at this point
0: but um yeah that's where i land on it if someone borrowed 100 bucks from you on a business Mm -hmm. trip like my dad's story you know for whatever reason they forgot the forgot their credit card in their hotel room or something and they needed and they had had a bit of a situation where they needed like 100 bucks for something Mm -hmm. would you a loan that money to that person and be would you follow up with them if they didn't pay it back?
1: Yeah. I mean, now there's almost no excuse, right? Cause you could just pretty much instantly transfer the money. There's so many different, um, apps and other forms of wire type transfers that you can do. It's almost impossible not to.
0: I'll let my dad know that, you know, (laughs) he can, he can email transfer it to you. Well,
1: it's actually, you know, this is kind of quite, quite prescient. Um, just the other day, a friend of mine had to go back into the hospital because he had a surgery on his leg and he ended up having an infection and having to go back into the hospital and he's going to miss Christmas and New Year's with his, uh, with his daughters and his wife. And I said, listen, you're going to be stuck there. Why don't you just send me somewhere? I'll pick up what you need, and I'll take care of it. And he's like, "That that would be awesome." So, I just sent him photos from a shop that his wife frequently shops from, and we picked out some things for her, picked out some things for his girls. And then that night, you know, I sent him the receipts, and he he transferred me the money uh, via one of the apps. Mm. So, did I need to remind him? No. Would if I did need to remind him? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna remind him. It's my money. <laughs>
0: So you would have like two weeks later if you hadn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. Because there's no because there's no excuse at this stage.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons. The other reasons I wanted to point. So is my dad, and don't feel pressure. He doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, My luck, this will be the one he listens to. But is it to is it a bit of a passive aggressive approach to to take? (laughs) Because that's how I feel my dad is being about this. It's like it's so many years ago now, but like. I feel like if you loan someone money and you and you remember it and it comes to mind when you see the person or whatever that not saying something, there's a little bit of a passive aggressive thing going on. Like, well, I'll just wait to see if he remembers. You know, and and so I've I just feel like that's not good. Like just it it's just something about holding that right. over. It's
1: like a marker, right? It's like you hold it over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is I it is a I, I don't bit, know. Yeah. Please. Sorry. I'm not
2: sorry. I don't know if it's passive aggressive, but I mean with that one friend that I lent money to for his wedding thing, I mean I I, I I I can't ask for it. But is it something that will always be there?
0: I guess, yeah. I mean Do you hint about it? You see you you put little little references in like um, oh, n- n- never. He's, no, he's no, no, no. Dre- dressed like, nice. They want to say nice, nice sweater. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I've seen you wear suits in the past, and you look pretty good in suits too. So, no, I
2: could, I could, I, I couldn't do
0: that. I couldn't do that. I'm you know, you looked great on your wedding day. Did I mention that? Um, it was just fantastic. <laughs> like, just like drop, drop those hints in. Yeah, hey, I, uh, I wonder. What do you to remember to... about my wedding, Salim? Uh, the food was great, and yeah, you looked great. The I way you were dressed, that suit was in like that suit so well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What were you wearing? Like,
2: no
0: i i I can't Uh, i mean who's the designer
1: but (laughs) horie
0: horie clothing
2: (laughs) clothing yeah i mean look but if i mean if i want if i really wanted the money back i would ask for it but i like i i don't like I, i i honestly don't but because he never offered to repay the money that's that's what lasts right it's not that me, it's not that I want the money back. It's the fact that he uh, and you know, I don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know if he does. Um, yeah, I, I I want people to remember the money that they borrowed because I would remember the money that I borrowed. And these things happen, right? I mean, uh, nowadays, I don't really ca- carry cash around. But there will be every once in a while a place, a restaurant or what, or whatever that need, that requires cash. and maybe that person doesn't have like one of the apps that I use to like transfer cash around. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll, I'll pay you back in cash uh, next time I see you. And, and I'll memo that, right? Uh, and make sure that whenever I see that person the next time I pay them back, whatever whatever I owe them. I, I'm that kind of person, well- not everyone is but yeah that's
0: another that's another thing too is that if sometimes you do forget about things and yeah. to me I if I was George my dad's friend I would want I would want to be reminded mm, like maybe right. he legitimately just forgot and and I guess that there's the argument well no you should have remembered but I do think that I like I would be mortified if I was this guy George and I was, and and I forgot that I owed my my you know my friend at the time or business associate hundred dollars. I'd be like, first of all, I'd be like mortified that I forgot, and I feel terrible. And then I'd be like, and this guy remembers it forty years later. Wow, I, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I I don't, you know, I don't know if this is for your personal outlook or if there's anything culturally in how you approach the situation, Salim, you know, I I ask because not all Latin Americans, but a lot of people I know in the Caribbean, um, they have no problem telling you about the money that, you know, that you've borrowed, that you owe them. You know, it, it would be more like, you know, I've lent you this money, we're leaving whatever we're at, a dinner, a party or whatever. And it's like, all right, I'll see you later. or I'll see you next week. It's like, yeah, I'll see you next week with that $50 you owe me. You know, like that, it's, it's coming <laughs> out like in the same, you know, occasion, meeting or whatever. Right. And yeah, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not uncomfortable because it's just, it's a fact, you know, <laughs> you, you better <laughs> have my money, but also- we understand each other that that's going to be taken care of the next time. And there's no friction about it because it's just handled, I guess, not like seriously, just lightly in a way. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, Salim, I, you bought tickets to a, a game. We were going to go to, a, I think, one of the Japan series games. And the game never ended up happening, but you had to pay. Did I pay you back for that? I can't remember. I think you paid for it. And I did, I, I did oh, pay
2: I, for I, it. I can't remember. I think you did pay for
0: it. I, I think you did pay me. Oh, I definitely did.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that was that was also like I don't know, hundred bucks or something like that.
1: I probably, I probably asked you. And now, to the listeners, Salim is currently flipping through the ledger on his desk.
0: All right, so we had some topics that uh, we collectively put together. We thought we'd do it in kind of a, you know, quick snippet, rapid fire, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so we're just going to go through these. The one that we first listed here seems to be similar to almost the last one about awkward conversations, but I'm going to just go for it here. So um, TV in the bedroom, you guys have a TV in your bedroom. Do you agree with TVs in the bedroom? Salim, TV in the bedroom?
2: No, I don't have a TV in the bedroom. I would not want a TV in the bedroom. Why would you watch TV in the bedroom?
0: Lots of people have TVs in their bedroom. It's a thing.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know it's a thing, but I, w- I wouldn't do it. I mean, I guess some
0: people use it to fall asleep too. They put a timer mm. on and it goes off.
2: Also, um, here's here's one, 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 just one last point. General generational thing. Um, smartphones, right? I've I've probably uh, I, I would probably sleep looking over. at my smartphone and. Uh, Like, my wife would probably be doing the same on on hers, right? So, it's not like you're watching something, but rather, it's like
0: you are watching something, but it's on your phone. Justin, TV in the bedroom?
1: No. I mean, kind of piggybacking on the last point that Salim was making there. I'm I'm headed in the opposite direction. I'm trying to move as many digital devices away from me as possible. I don't have the charging near me on the nightstand or anything like that. It's on the other Mm. side of the room. Mm. I have a little space that everything is over there, myself, my own devices and the kids' devices. So it's all just not monitored, but just separate. So it's not the first thing that any of us reach for each day because- I don't want to end my day stimulated in that way. And I don't want to begin
0: my day stimulated in that way. Some people like to curl up in bed and watch movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, to me, I just don't like that association of sitting in my, the place I sleep mm-hmm. and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It just, it's kind of gross to me. Something about it. Just, I don't <laughs> like it. Like a hotel room. That's typically where you watch TV, right? Cause it's in the room, but it's yeah. different. Hotel rooms different than my bedroom. Yeah. So I I don't like it. It just we we had a in our basement. We did a basement renovation ten years ago, maybe, and we had that's where our TV is, and we had to put the TV somewhere, and it didn't really f- wasn't logistically a place we wanted to put it in in our living room, so we just put it in our bedroom. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh, this is cool, and then I, it just felt dirty somehow.
1: In there. <laughs> is is it dirty just, because it you only eat poutine every time you watch a movie,
0: or? Well, you mean like <laughs> all the popcorn crumbs and stuff that I had to sweep out? Yes. No, I just, it was just something weird about it. I just didn't like it. Felt wrong to me. Um, I I was at a, a memorial a few weeks ago for my aunt who passed away, my lovely aunt Maureen. And uh, there was a moment at the memorial where they asked people if they were, would like to come up and say something my my uncle her her, uh, her husband was kind of the you know was his event it was her his wife that passed away and so he said a few words made kind of a speech and then somebody else had a prepared speech i guess it was yeah his her son who also had some some prepared words and then they said now we're going to open up the opportunity for people to come up and I just sat there and I was, I had some good memories of my aunt and in particular, my cousins that we, they were these, these uh cousins were close in age to us. So we actually spent a fair bit of time, many summers with them. They lived in the U S and we were in Canada. So often a trip to see them or them coming up to see us was a summer occasion. And I just sat there. It was a room full of about 50 people. And, uh, I just had all these things I was thinking about. And then they said, would anyone like to come up? And immediately somebody comes up, somebody else came up. And I'm just sitting there thinking, should I say something? Like, I want to say something, but I'm just feeling a bit awkward right now. So my question is, when you are in those types of moments, is that easy for you? You just like, oh, I want to say something. And you go up and you maybe make a toast or you, you say something. I just sat there and I didn't, and I never did. And I felt kind of terrible. Do you guys find it easy in those situations to go make a toast or just depend on the occasion or? Justin, go ahead. At 28 years
1: old, giving a toast for my younger brother's wedding, I was flustered for multiple reasons not the least of which because I was delivering it in Spanish first. And then English Spanish is not my first language. I am relatively fluent in Spanish, so I could handle it, but because it is an emotional moment, not so different than what you're describing in commemorating your aunt. That it can be very easy to get flustered and lose your nerve or or, or train of thought in, in terms of how you want to express yourself. That was at 28. What I can say now in my early 40s and after experiencing Toastmasters for the last four or five years is it's definitely changed my mindset in terms of how I can settle into my thoughts and just tap into what it is I'm feeling in the moment or what it is I want to reflect upon based on my experience or knowledge of the, the the subject or the person that I'm I'm addressing. So will it be something that is as poignant as writing it out and practicing it? No, of course not. But can I gather myself enough to express a large part of what I want to about the person or the subject? Yeah, I think I can now. Um, but again, you know, we're talking about a fairly emotionally charged moment. So um, depending right. on your connection to the person and, and what you're, and what you're experiencing in that moment, you know, we all grieve differently or we all celebrate differently. It, it's, it's not an easy thing to
0: do. I mean, okay. your,
2: and oh, sorry, go ahead, Clark.
0: Well, uh, and I was going to say, so there's there's prepared speech, like, hey, we'd like love, love you to say a few words at our wedding, mm-hmm. which you can take some time and put those thoughts together. But then there's the moment where, like like that situation I was in, where it's the random, hey, would anyone not like to come up and say a few words? Uh, is that something that gets you clenching up, especially if you have a few words? Or do you just can you just get up and go? Yep, I I have a few words. I'd love to say something, and then you go up to the microphone and start doing it. Is that easy for you?
2: Um, You know,
0: or is it occasion based? Or
2: I mean, on on the particular situation that you were in, Clark. I mean, I don't. You said you felt kind of terrible about it, but I I I wouldn't feel terrible. I want I. you know if i if i were your aunt marina probably wouldn't want you to feel terrible um about it because i mean there are some situations in which even though you might have things that you feel or things that you think uh maybe even want to say sometimes the you know the situation just isn't quite right or uh it doesn't feel like the you, you just don't feel like you can you can say it in front of you know a bunch of people. Right. And I think that's, I think that's fine. Um, if I were in your, if I were in your situation, I probably wouldn't, I I wouldn't be that kind of person who goes up and talks in front of people as well, because I probably, um, I mean, this is just me, but I, yeah, I, I I would prefer to talk about things that I feel to maybe just a close group of people. Right.
0: As opposed to just, you know, maybe people, I don't know, for instance, that was a, a big part of this that it was a crowd where I knew like twenty five percent of the people, yeah, I mean yeah, so I, I would feel exactly the same right it's like it,
2: it you know if if it was only those twenty five percent yeah i, I would I would feel more comfortable uh i I'd feel comfortable enough to be able to speak um in front of them uh maybe, but yeah, when it's a group of people, a larger group of people I don't know, I wouldn't be quite as comfortable so you know in in social situations honestly if i don't have to speak i wouldn't if i'm forced to for some reason for one reason or, not, or another uh in an unprepared setting i'll try my best but it's going to be like one of those keep it really short kind of mm. speeches or yeah
0: whatever talks one of the things that about these is that no one will ever know you didn't speak which is both a blessing and kind of a a sad thing too, is, mm-hmm. is that you, no one's going to, unless you or maybe someone they expected to hear something from perhaps. Right. But it's one of those things where no one's ever going to come up and say, you know, Clark, you, I know you were stewing over there to say something and you didn't, how come you didn't? Or that was a lost opportunity. Um, no one will ever know you didn't, but they will know that you did. So I don't know. I feel like, I, I'm going to make it up in a different – I'm going to send my uncle a, a, an email or something just saying some of the thoughts and memories I had. And I think that might even be better than had I done it in front of everybody.
2: Maybe not an – you know, just a thought. Maybe not
0: an email, but a,
2: a handwritten letter might be nice.
0: Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. I thought you were going to say give him a call, but I like the handwritten letter idea. Yeah. That's, uh, that's cool. Very traditional.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like that.
0: Um, cake or pie? Do you guys, uh, eat either of those things? Do you have a preference one or the other or? I think Uh, pie is, is translatable across all
1: kinds of different experiences and timings. I think cake is very celebratory in a way. At least to me it is. I'm just not a like, oh, I'm really in the mood for some cake. It's like, I could be in the mood for some pie, but if I'm having cake, it's Mm. usually because it's something commemorating something sure I'm, maybe Earth it's deep. the champagne of desserts you know in a way in a way uh, minus the heartburn and headaches
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you like pie a specific pie come to mind oh gosh i mean
1: apple pie especially around peak season uh is fantastic um this is not a pie i'm gonna cheat here uh it's a cobbler it's a uh, Pumpkin cheesecake is a personal favorite in the fall. Uh, in the Northeast, you'll, you'll mm. be able to get uh, really mm. good pumpkin cheesecake from time to time. Is pumpkin, pumpkin. cheesecake that, a pie? I don't. I don't know that it. I don't know that it qualifies. <laughs> I think it's a cake, but yeah. it you know, has cake, cake. It has cake in it. It has game. cake in it, but it's the crust of a pie. The pumpkin cheesecake and, 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 is and, at least. It's not. It's not just. Uh, uh, what, what, what's, but okay, cheesecake
0: what, in general is cheesecake, cheese is cake. Well, or? That's what I was
1: gonna
2: ask ask because I love cheesecake and I'll have cheesecake any time. But is cheesecake a cake or a pie?
1: Are we veering into is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: Uh, um, I think we are covered on a previous episode. One of the old ones. <laughs> uh, Salim, are you a cake guy or a a pie guy?
2: Well, I just like cheesecake. And so it, it comes to that sort of, I guess, semantics, I guess.
1: Are we talking uh, plain cake? New York it's, it's, style cheesecake, blueberry cheesecake, a little bit of a, you know, compote on top? What do you what drizzle? are you thinking? I'm thinking sort of New York cheesecake.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. Just that's that's it. Um,
0: will, will you eat pie? Like do you oh yeah, add a nice yeah, apple get, I'll, pie I'll, there? I love pie. But I like cheese. Okay. Like, I some mean, people say cooked fruit is just is terrible. Can't even co- consider the concept of eating cooked fruit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the 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 cooked fruit in in pie is almost like is jam like, isn't it?
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. It's not like you just took the apple and put it and, in the oven. Oh, in, oh, baked it, apples. There's another one. <laughs> They're yeah, kind of it, weird yeah. to me.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know about baked apple, but
0: <laughs> that's cooked fruit. Pies. I think. Yeah, whereas yeah, a pie. Bit it's different.
2: different. Yeah, it is different.
0: What about you, Clark? Uh, I like both. I, I would say in the past, cake was something I would never really eat. Like, my brother-in-law is a huge cake fan and a listener of this podcast. Um, he he's always loved cake as we were growing up and... Into adulthood and and even to now, he's he likes cake. And I was always, eh, I don't really eat cake like you, just Salim, sorry, or Justin. If it's uh, occasion based, it tended to be when I would eat it, but I would never willingly go out looking for cake. But now I just seem to, I do like it. I will eat cake anytime. I like pies as well. I like apple pies. I like, uh, I like cheesecakes. I like cherry pie. I like pecan pie. that's probably m- one of my favorites, pecan pie and uh, so I, I I eat both, but if you put one in front of me, hmm, it's probably gonna be how I'm feeling in the moment, but I'll probably go for the pie first.
2: Clark, you just put cheesecake and pie in the pie segment that you just said. So is cheesecake a pie? I?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a dessert, but is it a che- is it a cake? It's not a cake. Is it a well, that's a, is it a cake? Because I mean, more I mean, what, is it more
2: cake or more pie? What's the image of cake? Is it like a like a sh- like a shortcake? Um, yeah, like you know, it's the, it's the spongy yeah, yeah, spongy a, thing. When yeah, I think yeah. cake, yeah, with like um, I don't know, it's a cream. tart with like cream. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's considered a tart. Apparently.
0: Well, oh, you looked it up? Yes. A cheesecake is considered a tart. Ah, yes. uh, I, I don't know what well, a let's tart, leave it at, I, Yeah, I don't know what a tart is. Yeah,
2: moving on. Well,
0: we could definitely let's definitely leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're moving into uh, what we're watching, what we're listening to, um, reading. We 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 make it a wide array of things, and uh, I am currently reading a book called Limitless. It's uh, as part of our real estate, we have a book club, so we do a book of the month, and this this month is uh, Limitless, which I think I. I shared with you a guy named Jim quick. Uh, it's limitless upgrade your brain, learn anything faster and unlock your exceptional life. And I'm only about 62 pages in, and there's a few things that jumped out in here that I really enjoyed very early in the book. It talks about, uh, digital, how digital is affecting our brains. Um, digital deluge, uh, too much information getting thrown at us, Um, digital distraction, you know, we, we just says here before mobile devices, we would say, be right back all the time. When we were online, we don't say it anymore. We no longer leave. We live here now because of our always on (laughs) ever connected devices. We're struggling to find connection when we're with friends, family, stay focused at work. Um, and then digital dementia. When's the last time you had to remember someone's phone number? You now, or map, like going somewhere. You just, no one thinks, how do I get there? They just type it into their GPS and the, the thing tells you where to go. And then the other one was digital deduction, which is, uh, we just get all our, we, we make our decisions based on going and searching for it. Like you got a problem, Google it. You don't even take the time anymore to yeah. go through like, hey, what should I do here? It's like, you know. If you're going through something, it's like, oh, look it up. Look it up. Hey, how do you deal with people who don't return money to you or something? You just can Google <laughs> it. What do I say to my friend who won't, who owes me money? Like, do we? How often do we actually sit down so and think about this stuff? So, I I think um, there's a lot of stuff. I'm only I'm only like 60 pages in, as I said, but this is about how to, yeah, like there's a quote on the front. Jim Quick knows how to get the maximum out of me as a human being. So there's, uh, I'm looking forward to diving into this a bit more and sort of observing how I can maybe be more engaged. And you'll have to uh, come back to us once you finish the book
2: and let us know uh, what you've um, taken out of yeah. it. Yeah, I think the concepts are fascinating.
1: Uh, From myself, I'm kind of gearing up for some potential projects, and uh, I've been revisiting some things around the employee experience and some organizational development related. Books,
0: um, so businessy stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just kind of based on some of the things that I've developed in the past in some projects, and also looking at maybe some of the things that have shifted in terms of culture. But I mean, in in the end, it's just framework. You know, until I actually get in there and understand what their needs are, I don't really try to. To put anything into firm because it's not it's not up to me to just create a solution before you know I understand what the needs are. So, with that being said, it's just more refresher kind of get that part of my brain firing again, and uh, that way I can go in there be empathetic and and figure out the best approach with their um, with their members. But uh, beyond that, I haven't had a lot, a lot of time recently. It's just been. Uh, the the sprint towards the holiday end of year a lot of activity uh, which is quite typical at the end of the year for for my industry because people are trying to uh, spend budget if they can uh, within the year uh, one and then two um, you know they're also going away so they're kind of working through their own checklists and and trying to clear as much uh, before they do take off and uh, especially since I work with a lot of uh overseas based companies uh you know a lot of leadership will fly back to the us or to europe or other countries for you know two three weeks on end so you know it means not radio silence but it'll be a, a lot quieter uh, starting next week um through the first second week of january so um
0: so is there is there a specific book or
1: um well made- there's one book that's really good if you are interested in this you don't have to necessarily be an hr practitioner The Employee Experience Advantage by Jacob Morgan. Uh, How to win the war for talent by giving employees the workspaces they want, the tools they need, and a culture they can celebrate. Uh, that one came from a project i did with a us based insurance company years ago uh stayed close with their chief diversity officer and a few other members and we kind of share resources from time to time and this is one of those books that kind of got thrown into the the library amongst us that that we've all pulled some different tools
0: and uh and pieces from salim what's on your uh what's on your reading list or your uh, i haven't Watch been doing list. much reading recently um
2: but I have watched House of the Dragon last week.
0: Of the Dragon?
2: House of the Dragon. So it is... Oh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. It is a prequel to Game of Thrones uh, mm. with events happening. I think it, in the beginning it said like 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. And it was awesome. Loved it. It. Uh, I found it interesting in the sense that it it's this first season is really to help you build uh, a, an understanding of the characters. And I think it's, it's kind of setting up for a, a longer, uh, a longer run of multiple seasons. And uh, the events happen over, I think of a, of a fairly, a fairly long span of time in this first season. Right. So it's almost like you, you see the characters age, like uh many, like many tens of years. And uh, so I I found that sort of fascinating as they kind of sped through uh, the, the lives of some of the characters uh, as they built them up. But in, in general uh, it was, um, it was really awesome and it gives you a really nice understanding of uh, who the various people are and how they end up linking into the uh, game of Thrones sort of saga uh, if uh, if you watch that so anyone who's watched Game of Thrones I think uh, watching House of Would enjoy Dragon this is definitely a, yeah, it, it would enjoy it and it's definitely a, a must watch
0: Seems like there's a lot of lot of uh, series now that are going to these prequels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, Yellowstone for example they're uh, and I don't know if it was always set out to be this or whether mm-hmm. they waited they saw the success of Yellowstone with Kevin Costner uh, there's now going to be, I think, two different series based on previous f- timeframes of the generation of the family that's featured in this uh, um, story, and Sons of Anarchy. Uh, if if you've watched that series, there's a there's a prequel I think coming on that uh, that goes back in time to the the main character that the the teller I think his name or um, James Teller, Max. Yeah, like his father, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jax's Jackson, Jackson's, Jackson's uh, mm. father is talked about a lot in that Sons of Anarchy. I think they're going to do a series where it's about the father
1: mm-hmm.
2: going back. So. I don't know if like, – because I, 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 I do like the – and I, I recognize that there are a lot more sort of kind of prequels or – uh, shows that would focus on maybe like one character, uh, and I, I'm thinking of like Better Call Saul, for instance, uh, as 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 an example of that, where they just took one character and really built built up on that.
0: Uh, yeah, like sliced him out of Breaking Bad. Yeah, out of, and, out of, and yeah, and exactly. Him sliced him, old, sliced old him out series. of
2: break, Breaking Bad, and then gave you a lot of context around who this individual was, who played played a pretty key role, but no, was not the main character in no, Breaking Bad, no. right? Right and uh, and I actually really really like those and prefer them to having like sequels for instance or Mm -hmm. multiple sequels because those could uh, I feel like those could go uh, kind of maybe not in the in the best direction or they can kind of maybe fail a little bit Uh, but with yeah because they could just be
0: there to try to to make make money off of the original thing yeah, yeah exactly. by just continuing more of the original mm-hmm. thing, which may or may not be a natural thing exactly. to do. It's just being milked for that reason versus it's- carving out a character. Exactly. Yeah. And, but, yeah and ha- having making like a, a series about that character. Right, and
2: focusing having on a
1: motivation. A- right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so just having that like, little carve out, um, giving you context as to what, uh, how, 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 or what led to, the, the events that happened in the um, in the series that you already watched, I I, I like that. I mean, I, I like that style.
0: Did you think Better Call Saul was going to be good when you heard it was coming?
2: No, I didn't. Um, I had no uh, sort of preconceptions about how how it would end up. And uh, but once I started watching it, I found it amazing. Uh, the way they yeah. show it is, is really, I think, um, is unique, and they did it.
0: He was an interesting character, but I didn't think a series based on him was going to really work, but it sure did work. Like I thought it was
1: fantastic. The writing's fantastic, but you got to give some credit to the actor too. Odenkirk is brilliant. Mm. I think. Yeah. I mean, that guy's got And I didn't really know him
0: before, but he's done a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. He, I think he was a writer on SNL years and years ago. I think he had actually started on the comedic side. Um, real quick spin back to what you were talking about a moment ago with Yellowstone and then talking about sons of anarchy and the prequel stuff. There's actually a one degree of separation between those shows. Um, the guy who co-created Yellowstone, Taylor Sheridan is a guy who played the sheriff in, uh, in sons of anarchy. Um, he was, yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of that kind of, uh, I yeah, I'll, I'll be careful not to use an inappropriate word here, but there's a lot of that relationship between a lot of these TV shows. Um, uh, the, the creators of, of one were usually actors of another major, major TV show.
0: Strange news, guys. I read something this morning as I was uh, searching for something strange to feature. There is a, uh, a creepy clown motel for sale in the U.S. for just $900,000. It's in a place called just uh, Tanopa. <laughs> Nevada. This creepy resting place has a reputation as the scariest motel in America, according to the Road Trippers. It's a hotel located uh, between Las Vegas and Reno, opened up about 20 years ago. The hotel is for sale. Uh, It gets a rating of three and a half on TripAdvisor, and it's for sale for $900,000. Have you guys ever heard of this place?
1: No, never. No. No. I I try to avoid that that area of the, the country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that area. Yeah, they have a website. It's called the Clown Motel USA. They've got theme rooms. They've got uh, uh, the, an exorcist room. Um, <laughs> an exorcist room. <laughs> a Halloween room, Friday the 13th room. Um, and, and I mean, you mix up horror movies like that and clowns. That sounds pretty freaking scary to me. <laughs>
1: Dolls and figurines, and yeah, we're 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 oh, yeah. definitely creeping into the horror. I, I guess. I guess the first question
2: that I would have is: Do you guys think clowns are scary?
0: Hmm. I I think clowns are are from a, an era that just doesn't really fit anymore. I do think they're scary, and I I can't imagine a clown entertaining me in a comedic <laughs> way of making me feel happy. Um, no, yes, they're scary and they're sad. And that's kind of, I guess, part of what they're playing up, but right. um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like, we never ordered, had any clowns entertain our kids at, at any <laughs> birthday parties.
1: Justin, your thoughts on uh, clowns. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to be careful here. I'm just going to go for a straight cancel comment here. Um, Clowns are priests who were willing to commit to the bit. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh being creepy and fully owning it rather than mm. uh seemingly pious and uh <laughs> and 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 holy. <laughs> um, ah, okay. yeah. uh, there's a lot wrapped up in that statement. I'll leave that there.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Um, then we had another story about uh, Japan, and uh, this story—I
2: like this. We're doing a, a, a double, a double weird news,
0: a double weird news. One from America and one from Japan, where you guys are. West West Japan Family Leisure Facility. This is the headline. Used visitors lost cash to buy sundries. The government of this West Japan city announced. Uh, December 19th, that a family leisure facility it manages had been using cash left behind by visitors to purchase paper cups and other items for years. You guys might be able to explain this a bit better. So what is a family facility, family leisure facility, as it's described here? And if I understand it, people left like coins and things behind, like where they were sitting and then they just gathered it up and spent the money. I'm not just like a just
2: just like a recreation like a yeah a a place where sort of
1: families can go I think that's it it's a rec center yeah Yeah. right yeah Yeah, like a rec center Okay. okay yeah right Okay, yeah. so I mean, it, because you have certain things related to sh- social insurance and the your funds going towards certain things that you'll have access to. Some some towns have those things kind of um, tucked into the library facility. You know, you'll have mm-hmm. a library, yeah. and then within the library, you'll have like ping pong tables and game rooms, kids and all play kinds areas, of kids and kids play area. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think in some of the newer developments, because this is, this is how politicians basically get get voted into. um uh, into office in a lot of these, you know, far-flung towns uh, in throughout Japan is, they they put forward a project like this, and then if they get approval for it, then the you know the, the constituents want to vote for them and keep them in in office. And uh, what what makes this a controversy, so to speak, is um, in Japan, you know, there's a, it's almost like a chain of custody, right? Um, if money is turned in, that money is supposed to be officially uh, recorded. And and if the, the facility itself can't record it, they will, you know, bring it to the police and the police oftentimes will kick it back to the facility if they don't have a specific date and time when this money was found. So they can actually notate, you know, w- to whom this may belong based on when they go to claim it. And apparently they hadn't been doing that properly. And then when they investigated it a bit further, um, they realized that this facility had stolen a grand total of around 40 U.S. dollars Now. Granted, there were other facilities that had kind of gotten looped into this story as well, in terms of uh, potentially upwards of a few hundred dollars at 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 another location, uh, or several locations across several locations. But if you averaged it all out across those locations, it'd be pretty close to the same amount, around forty bucks at like the original location. Right. So you know the comment that uh, that that in the pre, the preamble to our, our episode was made, which is kind of Japan, Japaning, right. You know, in, in Japan, there is no lack of a layer of bureaucracy or measure or reporting that, that will not be reached to bleed out any potential, <laughs> um, doubt of what did or did not happen. And, but what's really scary in all of this is, You know, this is just to pay for some paper cups and other supplies. And me as an American, I reacted to it and go, well, shit, you know, don't tell them about America where teachers have to pay for everything for their own students (laughs) out of their own pocket because, you know, (laughs) there's no money coming in from the state. So, uh, yeah, the, the comment that was made in the article was basically they were asking for forgiveness for an abuse of trust. And the insinuation is basically saying, if we're doing this, we could be seen as being a mistrustful place for the community to, to utilize. And in concept, that sounds interesting, but the drama of it all and the over bleeding of this horse until it's been run dry is a bit much in my mind. It's pretty
0: dramatic. (laughs) The article reads a lot like an onion article. I don't know if you guys have read the onion, but, uh. The way they, the, the wording of this thing that, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, it's just the way the way the articles were, I, I don't know if maybe it's because it's been translated, but uh, like the way it's described, it's so serious that the words are, that are used, you know, like uh, like it's a grave, grave matter, you know, like this right. this thing that money had, they, the excuse had been that the money had just been left lying around as though that kind of an excuse it would be related to like, thousand dollars when when it would when when the quantum of the phrase left money just left lying around it to me sounds like yeah two dollars ten bucks okay add, add it all up like one dollar fifty cents add it up and it turned into a total of thirty dollars that does sound like money left lying around and it's <laughs> a legitimate thing to say versus a poor excuse of like well this i just kind of found this fourteen hundred dollars it was just laying around like yeah so it's funny, just it's got this sort of serious edge to it. But like, you have to almost wonder: is this just like a joke? But as you said, thanks for looping that back. Japan, Japaning.
2: Yeah, definitely not a definitely not not a joke, right? And and they take it as seriously as it um, as it's probably written in the, in that article. And I guess one just one point for me: it just bothers me, right? Uh, that uh, the considering the amounts the the taxpayer money that is probably being wasted on just these investigating sort of investigating it yeah investigating these inquiries i mean it's it's in the i mean it's it's in the main this is mainstream news right it's big enough yeah. to be in mainstream <clears throat> news so yeah that just bothers me i'll leave it at that
0: well guys uh that's it we've run out of time uh, always a delight to get together, and uh, I know you each celebrate or don't celebrate the holidays <laughs> in your own ways. So have a, a good next week or two, however that might be celebrated. And uh, Justin, Paul, I have Christmas lights up, so just so you know, ah. even,
1: even in Japan, you're you're being represented.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Nothing Christmassy for me, but I do wish everyone celebrating christmas and any other holidays uh happy holidays and yeah we'll uh we'll be back in the new year
0: and no christmas lights no christmas lights nope. <laughs> well with that guys uh have a good one and uh we'll do it again soon thanks you too, clark. clark thank you